There are how many days in one week? But seven. If you add one more day to that, what do you begin? But a new, a new week. There are only seven days. You add one more, it's new. Something new like the new year. Something new like what was done is past and now what is before us is completely to be received and explored and wondered at. The eighth day was made significant by God as He came to Abraham. And He said to Abraham, all the promises that I've given to you to be your God, to make your name great. We still speak and know His name in the world today. He lived 1,700 years before the birth of Jesus. Think about that. I will give you a place, a home. I will be your backup. People give you trouble, I'm going to give them trouble. People bless you, I'm going to bless them. Abraham, you have a God, and I'm it. This promise would end with Abraham if it were not for this promise and now this sign. Abraham, take all of your eight-day-old babies born in your house to your descendants even those you would buy with money or through adoption, any child, male child, eight days old, and circumcise this child. When you do this, I promise to bring them into the promise that I gave you, to love you, to keep you as my own, as my treasured possession. This promise for an eight-day-old baby is given. My question for you is, did the eight-day-old baby have any choice in the matter? Did he have any understanding of what he has received? Who was the active agent in the choosing but God? This is how God welcomed His people into His family. There was no altar call. There was no pondering and decisions to make. God chose a people. You're it. And then this promise was passed on to generation to generation. It's kind of an odd thing that we're talking about today. Circumcision. It's like, wow, you didn't think you'd come to church to talk about that today, did you? Here we are. Why? Why this? Well, it is this particular part of the body that's used for biological regeneration that here's where the next generation comes from. And now this part of the body has a mark forever in this man until he dies. He is marked by God. And you might be thinking, yeah, well, how, does, how do the ladies get involved in the promise? Well, you and I think so individualistic. That's our culture. We think, my rights, what do I get? That's not how they thought. It was a community culture. What do we get? We're part of this. The sign is on the man, but everybody in the community gets the promise. And this promise was given. And for 1,700 years, this entire race of people, descendants of Abraham have circumcised their children, and they have been included in the promise. And now it is a problem if somebody were to decide, you know what, don't want to do it. 
you know, a young Jewish couple, they decide, you know, this is kind of barbaric, I don't want to do this. Not doing it. What does God say to this family about their child? Any uncircumcised male who's not circumcised will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. You are not my people. If you fail to pass on this sign to the next generation. God is the chooser. He has chosen this vehicle, this mark, this sign to mark the next generation. If you, for whatever your reason, decide, I don't want to do this, that child is forfeited his place in the child, in the children of God. Now, just for a moment, think about all of those children being brought into the family, and now it comes to Jesus. On his eighth day, this child, too, is placed under the same promises and regulations of Abraham. His blood is shed in keeping the law for us. His name is given, the name Jesus, the name that was given by the angels uh, to Mary some nine months earlier. This name defined and, and given by the angels said it means he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is marked with the sign of the people of God and then carries the responsibility all the way to the cross where His blood is poured out completely unto death, so that His name is fulfilled. Your sins are forgiven. Now, what day uh, did Jesus rise from the dead? Sunday, right? And, and Sunday, in the counting of days, is the first day of the week. It's the eighth day. His resurrection Start something new, a new community, a new people. Early Christians, they decided that every time they gather for worship on their weekly rotations, they're going to move it from the, the Sabbath day, the sixth day, in which was commanded in the Ten Commandments, and they just moved it to the next day, the first day, the eighth day as a proclamation that today is the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. For 2,000 plus years, you and I as Christians have been gathering on the eighth day to proclaim to the world that Jesus, who shed His blood for us, forgives our sins, has risen from the dead, and we're His. Now, it kind of makes you wonder what happened to circumcision, right? I mean, it was an everlasting covenant. Remember the words, God is speaking, and He says, I will establish my covenant between me and you, your offsprings, throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. How long is everlasting? Okay. All right, so does it quit? No. And so... Who are we just to say, so, well, we're not going to do circumcision anymore. Nope. Uh, we're not going to worship on Sabbath anymore. Nope, we're going to do it on Sunday. Who are we just to get rid of all the kosher laws of food and all the purity laws? And nope, we're not going to do that anymore. Well, we're nobody. And we didn't just disregard 
But it was our Lord Jesus who says, all authority in heaven and on earth. Is there any authority beyond all? No. He has gone into death, risen from the dead, and now has authority to say, this is how my people will be brought into my kingdom. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there's a little, one last trivia about eight. Do you happen to know how many sides a traditional baptismal font has? Eight! This is the top of our baptismal font. Eight sides, because baptism is your new creation, your new start, your sign that you, and it's not just male or female, I mean, it's not just males, it's, it's all genders. It's not just one race of people. Abraham's biological descendants. No, it's Jew and Gentile. It's not just for a few, but for the entire world of people brought in through this sign in which we die with Jesus and were raised with Him in His resurrection. That's what happened in your baptism. Many of you were baptized as babies, right? You had no idea what was going on. You had no understanding. You didn't make a decision. It just happened to you. That's how God does it. He chose you. You are His. And as His people, we don't just willy-nilly just disregard His rules or His laws. But now something new has come. We are New Testament, New Covenant people, even though we have all of the Old Testament in our Bible. Because Abraham is our father, King David, our king. All of the prophets, they speak to us too, preparing us for our Savior, the Messiah, Jesus. That's what Paul would write to the Christians in Galatia. You who are baptized, for in Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as been baptized in Christ, you've put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. How long did we say is an everlasting promise? Yeah, it doesn't end. You have the promise of Abraham. The sign is your baptism. So as we stand on the uh, beginning of a new year and some resolutions and things you're going to do different, you could shave your beard or you could, in the morning, when you get up, put your hand in the water, put it on your forehead, make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, marked by the one who has claimed me in baptism. And as you live your day, keeping in mind who you are, all, all of the laws and the regulations had but one purpose, and that was to love God and to love your neighbor. And so to live in this, in this chosen people status, it's not just you trying hard. God has chosen you and filled you with His Spirit. That's what baptism is about too. You receive the Spirit of God the power to hear the Word of God and put it into practice. 
You have better than a New Year's resolution. You have God living in and through you to love Him and to love your neighbor. Amen.